Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you are blessed by today's sermon. Today in the gospel reading, Jesus is using a parable of a planter and seed to discuss our spiritual growth. And he goes ahead and then explains the whole thing. So really, what do you preach on? Well, I want to challenge you to think about this in a different way. Uh, I used to think this parable described different types of people. Some people got it, some people didn't. The people who didn't get it were out of luck. But I want to ask you to think about this as a Christian. What if all of these people are Christians? And what if their hearts are not in the right place to receive God's word and to be transformed by it? You know, that's one of the things that struggle, I struggle with so much is how many Christians are not transformed? It's, it's kind of like, as uh, Scripture says, they're going to heaven, but it's going to be like they ran through the fire to get there. And I really would hope that this parable is a way for us to understand that we have a part to play too. We have a part to play in making our hearts ready and making our hearts to be rich soil, to receive the seed of the gospel and to grow. So... That's good news because we're not stuck. If, if you read, hear this gospel and you think, I'm some of that hard ground, well, you don't have to stay that way. And we'll talk about that a little today. We can all become good soil if we will learn. And it's important we understand that God expects us to change. He expects us to grow and he expects us to bear spiritual fruit. So don't condemn yourself as bad soil and leave it at that. Recognize that God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all want to work with you to help you become that good soil. Now, it was nice that Jesus provided a detailed explanation of this parable. It's one of the, one of the few that he does, and that's because the disciples came to him and said, great story, we didn't get it. So could you please understand it for us? Could you please explain it for us? And uh, what we see in there are, there are three things that can stop spiritual growth. And then there are three things that can promote growth. And we're going to look at those next, the growth stoppers. The first one that Jesus mentions is what I would call indifference to God's word. Look at what Jesus taught about the seed that fell along the path. This is Matthew 13, 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. Now, you could say, poor person, he didn't understand it. But why didn't he ask? Why didn't he try to understand? The disciples didn't understand. So what did they do? They asked. Uh, if you're a Christian, then the Holy Spirit lives in you, and Jesus promises that the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. So there is no such thing as a permanent condition known as not understanding, because you have the Holy Spirit abiding in you. Jesus calls us up the image of a footpath hardened by thousands of feet over the years, over the decades. You know, I went to a college where uh, basically they would wait and see what footpath was created where the grass was killed, and then they would build a sidewalk there. 
And so they were always building sidewalks where we were creating footpaths. But the idea is that whether it's people or whether it's cows or deer or goats, there are footpaths that are created when you keep going on the same trail over and over again. And this gets to be very compacted earth. And there's no way a seed hitting that ground is going to do anything but bounce around on top. So it's not going to take root there. And this is something that can happen in our lives too. We can become hard-hearted. This can happen in our religious lives as well. Uh, The practice of religion can become something that prevents us from having a relationship with Jesus. We have to be very careful about that. The uh, religion in itself is a means to relationship with Jesus in the sense that everything we do here ought to help us have a deeper relationship with Jesus. But everything we do here points to Jesus. I've known people who worship the sign rather than what the sign pointed to. And this is when you begin to have a hard heart when it comes to the newness and freshness and vitality of God working in the world and in the church and in our lives because we're stuck on the sign. And the sign should always look the same way and be the same way and stay the same way. And that's where religion takes over and relationship dies. And that's something we have to be careful about. And that's where we get the hard heart, the impacted soil that prevents us from receiving the fullness of what God would have for us to help us grow and to bear fruit. The other way that happens is when the Holy Spirit is nudging me to do something. Have you ever been sitting in church or sitting somewhere where you just have this nudge, I need to call so-and-so, I need to check on so-and-so, I need to forgive so-and-so or or ask so-and-so for forgiveness, and yet you ignore it, and you ignore it, and you ignore it, and you rationalize why you haven't done it, and the longer you do it, the more terrible the idea of doing it becomes because the mountain grows higher and higher between you and what the Holy Spirit is calling you to do? Well, in those cases, you are hardening your heart. And it makes it that much harder to be able to receive God's Word when He speaks it to you, whether it be through Scripture or through other means such as godly people. So how do we let go of indifference? Hebrews 3.15 tells us, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Today. That is the key word. Today is this incredibly powerful world that makes all the difference in our lives. When we hear God speak to us, we need to act immediately to break through indifference, to crack open our hard hearts. And you know, when we do that, the next time it's a little easier and then it's a little easier. And before we know it, we're being led by the Spirit, like Paul talks about in the epistle today. Along with indifference, Jesus talks about another growth stopper, and that is shallowness. Okay? As in Matthew 13, 20 through 21, as for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arise on account of the word, immediately he falls away. What Jesus is talking about here is where, and this was true in a lot of Israel, there was soil on top, but then rock underneath. And 
while that rock would help to warm up the soil so things would spring up and grow well, they only grew to a certain point because there were no, the rocks were in the way of creating deep roots. We had this happen with a tree that my mom planted at, this is in East Texas, and she planted a eucalyptus tree, and it grew amazingly for three years, and then it hit red clay, which East Texas is full of, at least my neck of the woods was, and once it hit that red clay, it died within, oh, three months, because it just didn't have the roots it needed to get through the hard times. You know this is true with grass. Have you ever been one of those, in one of those situations like a drought where they say don't water your grass more than once a week because you've got to force it to have deep roots so that uh, it can uh, survive in hard times. So it will seek deep, more deeply for water. Well, God allows us to go through hard times so that we have to put down deeper roots. It's kind of like being our personal trainer, our personal spiritual trainer. He gives us these opportunities to have to depend on him. You know the old saying, you don't know that God is all you need until God is all you have? Well, he gives us opportunities to realize God's all I have in this situation, so I better turn to him. And in the process, our roots go deeper into God's love, and that's what we're talking about. Look at Ephesians 3.17, and I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts, living within you as you trust in him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. That's the soil that you want your roots in, the knowledge that God loves you. This is the very essence of spiritual warfare here. You hear about spiritual warfare all the time. Bottom line the very basis of spiritual warfare is, does God love me or does God not love me? The devil is going to tell you God doesn't love you. Spiritual warfare is fighting for truth. Fighting for the truth of God's word, which says God loves you. And the devil will say, yeah, but you're a loser, and you did this, and you're a sinner, and all that. But God's word says, even while we were still sinners, and in one translation, it's even while we were still God's enemies, God died for us. So that's where we need to put our roots, into that deep abiding knowledge of God's love. And that is what can nourish us in hard times and sustain us through persecution. Then the third condition that can stop spiritual growth, Jesus talks about, is worldly distraction. We all get distracted. Uh, you know, you get on the internet and you're looking for something related to something important, and 15 minutes later, you're looking at uh, cat videos, you know, it, uh, t what they call time sinks. We all get distracted, and Jesus says there are those kind of distractions, but they're also the distractions that can kill your soul. In Matthew 13.22, he says, as for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. Jesus said that worry, the deceitfulness of riches, the desire for things, can choke the faith right out of you. 
Because of all those distractions, they can cause us to take our eyes off of God and put them on ourselves or on other people or on other things. And our faith shrivels when we take our eyes off of God. Our development as disciples requires that we become aware of these three growth stoppers and quickly apply the antidote when we recognize the symptom. What will we do in order to keep from growing indifferent to God's Word? Respond to it immediately. How will we put down roots to strengthen our faith? Begin now to let the knowledge of God's love for you sustain you when you experience troubles. What can you do to keep from being distracted by worry, by riches, by things? Train yourself to turn to God and find your contentment in Him. Practice doing these things so that these things become habits and these habits become virtues in you. So those are the growth stoppers. What does Jesus tell us are the growth starters? Well, Matthew 13, 23 says, As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. I always love the way Jesus gives these examples here and in the uh, parable of the uh, talents because the question isn't, are you a winner in terms of getting the most result? The question is, are you faithful? And if you're faithful, it doesn't matter whether you do 100 or 50 or 30 or whatever. What matters is you were faithful to the Lord. Now, as a disciple, I seek to understand God's Word with the help of the Holy Spirit. Okay? I accept that Word and I conform my life to it. And then I grow and bear fruit. That's spiritual growth in a nutshell. Hear the word, understand it, accept the word into your life, and produce fruit. Now, Jesus says, first of all, when you hear the word, you want to set yourself up for a growth spurt. And the way you do that is intentionally put yourself in places where you can hear God's truth. You can decide to listen to what God has to say. That's important. Well, I don't like reading the Bible. Well, do you want to hear what God has to say to you? Then you need to read the Bible. Or you need to listen to the Bible. Attend a Bible study. Set aside time to read the Bible. Listen to Bible recordings. I don't know if you use apps on your phone or on your iPad, but you can download the English Standard Version app off of the iTunes store for free. And it has a free spoken word module. So you don't have to go buy a $98 group of CDs that have the Bible on them. You can download this app for free and listen to as much scripture as you want to every day. And if you don't know how to do that, talk to me. But better yet, talk to Father Steve. Because I'm sure he could get it on there even faster. (laughs) There is no reason for you... Not to be hearing the word of God, except if you choose not to. Get a good Bible study that can help you understand passages you don't understand. The ESV study Bible is great for this. Or just ask somebody, ask one of us. 
This fall, we're going to begin a new Wednesday night program. Wow is being replaced with seed and soil. God's word, our hearts. And in this, we're going to be studying every book of the Bible over the next several years. Dinner will continue, don't worry, we'll still have dinner. Uh, and the children's programs will still continue and youth programs will still continue. But we're, we're going to switch up wow and call it seed and soil because what we want to do is focus on God's word, our hearts, as we go through scripture. And this is going to be a multi-year uh, path, so I do hope you'll get involved in that. Here's the deal. There's no reason you cannot regularly be hearing the Word of God. You just have to choose to put yourself in the position to hear. Do it while you're driving. But it doesn't stop at hearing. After all, every group in the parable heard. You remember that? Every single group heard the Word. It just didn't stick with them. The second thing we have to do is understand the word. And I take understand to mean also incorporate it into my life. Accept God's word. Make room for it. And adjust my life accordingly. Now, here's the deal. We don't try to make God's word fit into our lives. It's not like, okay, let me squeeze it in somewhere. Uh, what we do is we make our lives conform to God's word. His word gives life. Scripture tells us it is living and active. And that's why it allows us to grow and bear fruit. Because it's living and active. It's life. And please note that God provides the growth. I don't grow myself. What I do is I put myself in a healthy situation where I naturally grow. You don't say to a baby, I command you to grow. You give the baby food. Nourishment, shelter, protection. You bathe it, you keep it healthy. And that baby's going to grow faster than you want it to. And go off to college and break your heart. So we know all about that. We don't make ourselves grow. We put ourselves into a healthy position where God grows us. And in God's time... We produce a harvest by witnessing to people about how God is working in our lives. Let's be clear about one thing. Not everybody's called to be an evangelist. Uh, just take that load off of yourself right now. That's something that scares people to death. Um, you're no more, no more, everyone is no more called to be an evangelist than everyone is called to be a missionary to uh, Botswana. But we're all called to be witnesses. That's what Jesus said. You will be my witnesses. Evangelist is a spiritual gift. Witness is something anyone can do. Because witnessing is talking about my relationship with Jesus Christ. And how he is working in my life. And that's anyone can do that who is walking with Christ. Because you know that story better than anyone else. And evangelists are wonderful. But don't feel guilty if you're not called to be one. Just be a good witness. And in witnessing, we, God will scatter seed through us. And some of that seed falls on fertile soil. And we can assist in the harvest.
So just to sum up, what are we going to do with what Jesus tells us? It's a simple story of a planter sowing seeds that Jesus uses to illustrate matters of spiritual growth. He says, here are three conditions that get in the way. Indifference to the things of God, the shallowness of our lives, where the roots of our relationship with God do not go deep into his love, and the growth barrier created by deadly distractions that draw us away from God. And he also tells us how to grow. Put yourself in a place where you can hear God's word. Then do something about what you understand God is saying. And then let God grow in you and through you and enjoy the harvest that God produces as he spreads seed through your witness to your relationship with his son. God wants us to grow. He expects us to grow. And Jesus tells us how to grow. So how are you and I going to respond? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.